Valuing celebrities. My next guest on the Tea Time Sofa is Jimmy Nash. He was inspired by an interview with Kanye West and has now created the Celebrity Stock Exchange. The whole idea behind it is to generate more income to be able to fund humanitarian projects such as Find Your Feet in Africa. The Celebrity Stock Exchange will launch this year and let's find out more about buying celebrity. Hi, Jimmy. Welcome. Good morning, good morning. To Tea Time with me, Ali Monjak. So how are you doing out there? I'm great. It's a little humid. I'm in Texas. I'm in Dallas, but uh, doing great out here. Fantastic. So you have just recently, last year, started the Celebrity Stock Exchange, didn't you? Yes. So yes. how did that come about then? How did that come I, about? Jimmy? How did that come about? Uh, some years back, uh, you may remember this, uh, Kanye West was on uh, Sway in the Morning. And they had a real powerful back and forth uh, where Kanye kind of went off on Sway uh, because Sway was asking him some questions and I guess it kind of struck a nerve finally. And uh, after watching that interview, I think for the second time at that time, uh, I got the idea to help uh, celebrities um, create a platform uh, where they could uh, fund projects uh, because Kanye at that time was working on the Yeezys project. He was working on some other deals with uh, his clothing line and things like that. Uh, and he was talking about how he didn't have the deep pockets that the competitors had. Uh, he had lost $13 million at that time trying to create this thing. Um, and if anybody knows anything about creating anything, when you set a budget, it's almost meaningless. It's almost like uh, cliche. Oh, you have to have a budget. You have to have this. That means nothing. When you start a project, what, what, whatever budget you set, you can almost triple that because nobody stays within budget. So I understand. So when he said he lost $13 million, I understood um, on my level. I didn't understand on his level, but I understood on my level. And um, I got the idea to create something to where uh, fans could invest in celebrities' projects because fans love their celebrities. You know, people love Kanye, people love Jay-Z, people love Tiger Woods, whoever. So um, just to create something where fans could invest in the people that they love and the celebrities that they love, and it would make it a lot easier for those celebrities to complete projects like that without depleting their personal funds. Right, so, I mean, the idea is that, you know, these funds will basically help people and help other projects. Is that is that the, the idea behind it? Well, yes, yes. Uh, so um, let's say if, if Kanye had access to the Celebrity Stock Exchange at the time, well, completing his project would have been a lot easier. Now, granted, fast forward seven years later, Kanye is extremely successful with this project, but it just about drove him crazy to get it done. And what I'm saying is if we had Celebrity Stock Exchange then and you've got 50 million followers or whatever, and they can invest $20 each or $100 each, that makes that project a lot easier for him to do on a financial sense. And at the same time, being a celebrity stock exchange, it allows the fans to get paid off of their investment by way of trading the stock in the celebrity. I see, yeah. So it, it's, it's kind of like, um, 
Yeah, sort of, yeah, well, basically playing on the stock exchange, but, you know, in celebrity format so that you can um, increase increase wealth, I guess. Increase everyone's wealth. See, what we're doing is solving a problem. We're solving a problem and, and, and bridging the gap between celebrity and fan. Celebrities love their fans, fans love their celebrities, but we're bridging a gap, a uh, financial gap uh, between the two uh, and kind of marrying the two. Uh, so uh, the fans will always be able to get paid based on uh, whatever that stock is doing in the celebrity. So if you got Bieber or you got uh, Beyonce uh, or, or, or Ali, you know, it could be anybody, you know, so any celebrities uh, uh, status, I'm sure you may have couple million followers yourself you're pretty popular pretty beautiful so people will follow you people want to know what you're doing what you're talking about what you have going on and they want to be a part of that so celebrity stock exchange allows them to be a part of every step of the way so it's like you know, basically getting people to buy into you isn't it really sorry it's basically getting people to buy into you buying into the celebrity status um and making money out of it so that's that's quite a sort of um clever project i guess isn't it really yes yes that, that's basically it it's, it's really it's the same premise as uh all of the other major stock exchanges around the world uh where people are investing into companies um even though they may not know much about the company or they may uh for some strange reason, the, the stock in such company may be extremely high for no apparent reason. There are businesses that are closing and selling out, but their stocks are doing extremely well right now. And then there are businesses who are doing extremely well right now, but their stocks suck. So who can figure this game out? Yeah, it, it's um, it's a kind of strange time as well because of the pandemic, isn't it? And I think, you know, there, there's kind of uncertainty as well with, you know, what, how you kind of step forward but I mean, let's face it, we do know that that during the entire pandemic that people have made money out of there and the people that have made money out there are playing the stock exchange. Um, absolutely, absolutely. I've made money off of it. Um, probably half the people I know have made money off of um, the stock exchange um, during the pandemic. I mean, most of them weren't even trading before the pandemic. and. You know, I guess they were bored or it just became the new thing to do. And, uh, you know, people took interest in it. You know, now that the pandemic is kind of over, you know, there's a mass sell off. So people are selling out are selling their, their stocks and, and getting paid. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So um, this is all, you know, the inspiration of Kanye, then not yourself as such. Kanye inspires us all. We love Kanye. We love Sway. So let's put them together. It was a great interview. It was very powerful, impactful. Um, I think I saw something a little different in that interview. Um, like I said, the first time I didn't catch it. The second time it started to register, started to click with me. Why is that still a problem? Why is this still a problem? You know, they're, see, the thing about these, these artists like Kanye and uh, uh, many of these artists, even some of the, the lesser known artists, when you talk to them or you listen to them, these are extremely talented individuals who can do more than rap or more than play basketball or something like that. You look at somebody like Ice Cube. Ice Cube is a, one of the greatest rappers of all time. 
but he also is writing movies like on a monumental level. You know what I mean? So to put them in a box and say, oh, he's a rapper, he should only rap, or he's a basketball, he should only play basketball, he shouldn't dabble into business, or LeBron James shouldn't dabble into politics. No, who's to say LeBron James wouldn't be a great politician? You know, uh, they say Heath Schuler would, would have been a great politician or Peyton Manning would have been a great politician. But when LeBron James speaks out, you know, it's a problem. Oh, he shouldn't shouldn't comment on that. He should just play basketball, stick to the court. That's not true. These individuals are extremely talented. Rapping is just what Kanye does or did at that time. But there was much more to Kanye or LeBron James. He's only going to play basketball for a couple more years. And then what's the next phase of his life going to look like? So that's what those guys are, are kind of waking up and preparing for. So I'm completely with you. And also, I mean, I suppose the knock-on effect is that you're able to accumulate money and, you know, be able to make money for other people. And also, I guess, you know, get involved in humanitarian projects. Yeah, am I right? All right, human what? Humanitarian projects. Absolutely, absolutely. The world is in trouble. The world needs help. Um, and the funding has to come from somewhere. And, um, you know, uh, I think the answers are bigger than money. I don't think money is the problem. I, <clears throat> excuse me. I think uh, recreating uh, things, <clears throat> excuse me, and finding better ways to solve the problems um, will help the situation, not just money. Okay, take for instance, um, we donate money to a project to feed hungry kids in Africa. That's great, but we're buying bags of food or crates of food and dropping them off. What happens when the food runs out? The problem persists, the problem keeps going. But if we are setting up irrigation, if we're setting up farming, teaching them how to uh, farm their land, there's no shortage of land in Africa. So no. if, if they're able to farm their land, if we create uh, systems of irrigation to where they can constantly uh, farm the land, replenish, uh, water their, their, their crops, whatever, they can eat 365 days a year versus a bag of food once a month or a bag of food every three months. You understand? That makes sense? Yeah, don't give a person a fish, teach them how to fish and they, you know, the- Hello, the somebody understands me. Somebody <laughs> understands me, I appreciate it. Yeah, yes, absolutely, I completely understand it. And I think it's um, it's a really brilliant thing to do because you're right, it, there's, it's not just, you know, about giving hand someone a lump sum of money, it's about educating them be able to survive to be able to set up a really good life for themselves not just yes. yeah see Ali people think generally people think that money is the answer money's going to solve all your problems yeah if that were true why do the majority of lottery winners end up broke why do people, you know why do because money's not the answer there are principles that, that follow that it's not just the money the money is a great band-aid but that's not the surgery. That's not the problem solver. So having the knowledge, like, uh, you know, a lot of people, when you, when you talk to a lot of people or you meet people that want to start a business, what is the number one thing they always say? If I had the money, if I had the money, I'm going to tell you something, Ali, as a businessman, money is the easiest part of the equation. Money is the easiest thing to get. It's not the money. When you have a solid business plan and you have predefined goals, the money will come. People want to invest in you because there are people who have money, but they may not have creativity. 
on how to perpetuate that money or to increase that money. So there are always a group of people who want to invest in what you're doing. Yeah. So people shouldn't think that money, oh, if I had the money, I could do this. If I had the money, I could do it. It's not that. It's bigger than money. Money is, it is what it is, but it's not the, the, the final answer. It's not the success. No, I, I agree with you. It's not the success. Uh, you know, and I, I know that kind of firsthand because, you know, um, yeah, Tea Time with Ali Monjak is our original podcast, but we actually formed a very small media company in well, September. Well, so you, you got you had me excited. I, I'm thinking you're really talking about tea. I want to have some tea. I want to come to London and have tea. Well, you come to London, we'll go have tea anyway, yeah? <laughs> Trust me, I'm going to hold you to that. After this pandemic, as soon as they'll let me in, I am there. Yeah, I don't think they're going to let you out. Oh, or in a <laughs> well, they'll let you out. I think it's only a couple, you're only a few weeks away, aren't you, from being let out? Because you guys don't have to wear face masks if you've been vaccinated. Anymore. That is true. That is true. I'm in the country club right now, and there's not one face mask in the building. You know, the workers are wearing face masks, but uh, that, that's pretty much what you see between uh, uh, Texas and I was just in Arizona last week. Um, they don't have the face mask mandate uh, anymore either. No, no. Yeah. Whereas we're sort of, you know, fighting this um, Delta variant now, which is an Indian variant. Um, yeah. So yeah, we, we get it all over here. We really do. So yeah. But um, but it's cool. You know, we're we're getting vaccinated and all that type of thing. But yeah, no, I mean, I, that, that's why I basically started for the Now Media is because, you know, I really wanted to educate, inspire and entertain people um, and start up conversations through chat shows uh, with people about all sorts of different things. Because having worked in TV, I, you know, it, I used to work in news and it was like you top up a really brilliant interview to like one and a half minutes and it, uh -huh. it says nothing. It says nothing. It doesn't yes. tell anybody anything. It doesn't mm -hmm. harm anybody with any information to go yes, out there. And right. You see what I mean? But when you strike up a conversation with somebody, you know this. You know this, Jimmy. Yes. It changes do, the yes. world. You have the yes. power to change the world. Totally, totally, totally. And by the way, you do have a face for TV. Me, personally, I have a face for radio, so I shouldn't be on TV at all. But I get it. Yes, ma'am. Well, it, it's not about that, is it? So let's just go back to the Celebrity Stock Exchange. You recently signed Young Jock, didn't you? I'm sorry? You recently signed Young Jock, didn't you? No, Young Jock is coming. We are in conversations. Yes, ma'am. But yes, that, that it's going to happen. Okay. It's going to happen. Yes, ma'am. Cool. Brilliant. So... How many celebrities, or can you not say at the moment, have you got got on board? No, we won't. We won't release that right now until we're full on, full board. Um, we're going to keep that kind of close knit because we don't want people to, uh, to. We don't want people to join just because this guy's joined. But we want you to see the value in it and see how it's going to benefit society because this is something that benefits the celebrity, but also the common everyday man and woman, uh, the fans, uh, black, white, Hispanic, doesn't matter. We're gonna uh, blow this thing up for everyone. And it's oh. worldwide. Fantastic. Well, that, that sounds good to me. So when is this gonna go live, as we say uh, in TV? We are within 45 days. We're within 45 days, yes ma'am. 
cool. So that's brilliant. So obviously, you know, World Wide Web, we'll all be looking out for it. Is there anywhere else that we should be looking out for it? Oh, we are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. Um, not sure if we're on, I don't think we're on Facebook, uh, but Instagram and Twitter, uh, especially. I think the guys thought that uh, Facebook was kind of dying down. So um, I think they decided not to uh, do Facebook. Um, it's a funny one, isn't it? It really is a strange one, Facebook. Yeah, and I haven't had Facebook in almost eight years now. So I don't know what the hell is going on out there. I mean, there's, there's so many different things. I mean, there's, you know, lots of groups as well. I suppose Instagram is probably the most popular, isn't it? Yes, yes. It's uh, The world is different. The world is totally different now. You've got, uh, there's so many avenues for for people to make money. Um, I, I personally love what the, the, the young generation is doing, uh, making millions of dollars off of their YouTube or their TikTok or whatever, the, whatever is marketable, Instagram models. I mean, it is insane. When you think back um, uh, to the 80s and early 90s, we couldn't fathom this stuff being realistic. This stuff was so futuristic, but realistically, we're in the future. And yeah, these guys are making incredible amounts of money off of uh, their name, uh, their skill sets. Um, and, you know, you even see artists today who probably wouldn't have gotten signed 30 years ago if, you know, if they had been um, in the game at that time. You know, there were artists that were signed and put on the shelf. There were artists that were signed and, and kind of silenced because they're going to promote this guy instead of that guy or this woman instead of that woman. So today you don't have that problem because an artist can just go around all that with a YouTube channel, with a TikTok channel. Some of these guys got four or five million dollar net worth and it's insanity uh, because you never, um, you know, I asked my children to give me a, a list of, of the hottest entertainers, the hottest rappers uh, today. And they gave me a list of 25 names Allie, I didn't recognize one of them at that time. No, I didn't. I know. Yeah. And so I started Googling people. I started Googling people. I was like, wow, who is this person? $5 million net worth, $8 million net worth. It was crazy. And then I started investigating how they were getting on and how they were making their money. And that's how social media is their best friend. And uh, not to knock anybody down, but like I said, 30 years ago, when you had Kid and Play, you had ABD, you had Moni Love, you had all these great artists, there were tons who didn't either A, get a deal, or B, um, they were signed and put on a shelf. So today, that doesn't have to happen to artists. They, Like I said, there are avenues and there are outlets for artists to go in and do things uh, on their own independently. And I have to say this also, there are a lot of uh, rappers who understand the game uh, so well, and I, and I don't mean to just target rappers, but but they do a great job of learning. These guys are doing a great job of learning. Uh, they're not making the same mistakes that were made uh, in the early '90s or late '80s, where guys, a guy who was a rapper, just rapped and wrote rhymes, but didn't pay attention to the business part. Part of that was the executives to tell them, "You just rap. We'll take care of the business." You know what I'm saying? And the, all the money was at the top, and so yeah. at the end. In the end, the, the artist would suffer because just like a basketball player, most rappers can't rap forever. Everybody ain't Jay-Z. Jay-Z has been doing his thing damn near 30 years, I believe, or somewhere around 30 years. 
everybody can't do that. You know, so at a certain point, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten years, if you survive that long, then you get into the old school concerts and things like that, which are great, but they don't pay as uh, the new stuff pays, you know, the, the Kanye's and, and, and some of those guys, you know, so these guys have done a tremendous job of learning. When you look at uh, NBA guys, these guys perpetuate their money. you got guys who, are, I think Dwayne Wade is doing a bottle wine. I think Snoop Dogg has a wine. These guys aren't just doing what we were introduced to, uh, to them doing, whether it's basketball or rapping. These guys are venturing out. They're diversifying. They're increasing their wealth way past their singing career, their rap career, their basketball career. And I love it. I think Rick Ross has a chain of chicken record restaurants, chicken wings or something like that. You know what I mean? I hope he's not suffering because there's a shortage of chicken wings in America right now. But <laughs> but uh, but but you understand what I'm saying. He's doing a tremendous job, not just rapping. He's a businessman. Jay-Z is a businessman. Kanye's a businessman. It's so much more to it than rapping. You know what I mean? Oh, I do. Yeah, no, I do completely. I mean, that that is why, you know, we formed a media company because, you know, you can't just go. Yeah. OK, great. We're, we're going to you know, just podcast and, and do put stuff out, you you know, you've got you to have a business plan, you really have, so yeah, I'm with you, I have got a business plan, yeah, um, <laughs> so it's cool, well look, you know, thank you for coming on the show, you are so welcome, thank you for having me, I appreciate that, yeah, it's been really lovely to speak to you, and um, I guess that we'll, we'll meet sometime soon then when you, you fly into the UK. Hey, don't tempt me. As soon as the gates open, I'm there. <laughs> cool. Yes, good to see you. You take care now. You too. Thank you so much. Anytime. Look forward to chatting with my next guest on the Tea Time Sofa this time next Saturday. In the meantime, if you would love to get in touch about having a chat with me, you can reach me on teatime at forthenow.co.uk or you can find me on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram on Teatime with AM. Bye for now.